Hi, I'm the Strategist Cowboy. This week I am reviewing a Dutch Trappist beer. It is an ale with a high ABV level, owned by the Dutch brewery Royal Swinkles Family Brewers. Yes, I know, it sounds like a circus or a Ben Stiller movie. The brewery has been brewing beers since the year 1680. This week's first and only contestant is the La Trappe Isido. Let's get ready to rumble! Our first and only contestant this week is thus the beer assortment La Trappe Isido from the brewery in Berkel Enschots in the Netherlands or Berkel Enschots. The ingredients in the La Trappe Isido beer assortment are water, malted barley, malted wheat, glucose syrup, hop, and yeast. The beer has got an EBU bitterness of 27. EBU, or European Bitterness Unit, is similar to the IBU, or International Bitterness Unit. The beer is of course top fermented, with a secondary fermentation in the bottle. The expiration date on this particular beer is May 2025. I purchased this beer in mid-March 2023. It has been standing in my cooler since. Today it is late June 2023. The La Trappe Isidore beer assortment comes in a size 33 centiliters, i.e. about an 11 liquid ounces bottle but it can also be purchased as a 75 centiliters, i.e. 25 liquid ounces bottle. The two-folded bottle label is mostly pale and with a brown text. There is a painting of the founding monk Isidorus on top of the dome-shaped front label. The bottle has got a crest and under it the word trappist embossed on the glass bottle. The La Trappe Isidore, Isidore costs 35 kronor at Systembolaget. That is about 3 US dollars and 30 cents. That is 1 dollar and 20 cents per every 4 ounces of beer. The preferred serving temperature on this beer assortment is, according to Systembolaget, 10 to 12 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 50 to 54 degrees Fahrenheit. 
The brewery says 10 to 14 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 50 to 57 degrees Fahrenheit, about preferred serving temperatures. The La Trappe Isidore has got a seven, Isidore with an I, has got a 7.5% ABV level. 7.5%. How about the experience then? I like the aroma. It's got a four fingers tall head. And the color is, so far it's clear, but it, I suppose it's not clear if I pour up the rest of the beer. But, uh, or pretty clear, it's, Amberish in color, but a little bit cloudier. First impression, let's see if I get to the formula. Hmm. It's sweet. That's a first impression. It's rich. A little bit too sweet for my taste buds. But it's rich and uh, Hmm. Fruity. Banana fruity. Uh, among other fruitiness tastes. And uh, I guess... Um, tangerine peels or orange peels taste yeah it's um, yeasty I would hope so Yeah, let's see here. It's much more cloudier now. Yeah, well, as I pour up the last of it, I can't see my fingers through the glass, and it's uh, like uh, it's still like amber-like in color, but it's cloudy. 
it's like it's uh, a cloudy fog in it. It's malty. It's got a good taste, but um, it's a little bit sweet on my palate uh, or anywhere in my mouth. It's uh, pretty bitter. Yeah, poppy. It's almost candy-like, but not really. No, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, but it's fruity. And I think some spices in it. There are some spices in it, yes, peppery spice. Uh, the undertone is spicy. Carbonation level, I don't know yet. Uh, it's not creamy. It's not acidic. And there may might be some aberration from the... Uh, from the syrup, the, the syrup in it. Uh, but uh, they have managed to cover it up pretty well. Actually, yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't mind it much. It's a good beer. It's not very dark roasted, but it's not light roasted either. Uh, it's uh, unfiltered. Uh, let's see here. Almost like uh, word, word bread taste, I think. Uh, uh, let's see here. One moment. Excuse me. Uh, I think it's uh, got some. Uh, excuse me. Combination evidence. Clove-like, I think. It's got a clove taste. Uh, that's one of the spices in it, I guess. If there even is a club, clubs in it, club in it. Sometimes beer taste something that's not in it because it, it beers are complex. Uh, 
or can be or can be and this one is a pretty complex mm. it's not uh, well I wouldn't say chocolate like or coffee like even though perhaps a little bit hint of uh, both of them but it just a little little, little, little I, I, I I don't want to say it. Uh, and almost like it's vanilla in it but it would be uh, perhaps well i'd say vanilla vanilla, vanilla taste anyway okay what about grading them how many devils do i grade this beer well interesting here is uh, I never come across a trappist beer that was bad, and this is not ba a bad beer neither. It's a good beer. I grade this beer eight devils out of ten possible, or maybe nine devils out of ten possible. I say I'd say eight tables out of ten possible. If they could have managed to brew it without the syrup in it, the glucose syrup, maybe I would have rated nine or perhaps even ten tables out of ten possible. Who knows? But anyway, uh, okay. Absolutely, don't drink and operate heavy machines. Military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underage or pregnant. This week's lesson. Prigozhin chickens out. Why? Will Putin let this mutiny fly with impunity? Why did Prigozhin chicken out? I know, I know. Prigozhin realized that it was one thing to act hot-tempered and thrust some dozens of miles in the heat of violent emotions, but another thing to actually reach Moscow with his, what was it, 50,000-some men. The closer to Moscow he got, the more he got cold feet, since Putin is no spring chicken. Putin stood his ground, unfortunately. It may have been a bluff by Putin. There might not have been any graspable heavy Russian troops to speak about near Moscow. But anti-terror laws were enforced. Roads in Moscow were being prepared for defense. There likely wasn't any actual plan on Prigozhin's behalf, and it was a blind operation. 
Who were they going to target? Three generals? All of the generals? Putin himself? When Prigozhin's Wagner group had to hold for a couple of hours pause, they were still 40 to 50 miles from Moscow. What would they possibly meet? Most certainly anti-tank mines and other precautions taken by Putin and his regular army. The Kremlin had probably prepared for a hostile invasion of Moscow several years ago. Maybe decades ago, when Moscow was still the capital of the USSR. Putin would surely kindly inform Prigozhin through Lukashenko about that, as Prigozhin advanced towards Moscow. Hotheads eventually cooled down. And guess what? Prigozhin may have been keen on sending his men into certain death, if he deemed it to be necessary but he wasn't so keen on losing his own head. So he did what so many Muslim leaders had already done before him. He chickened out in order not to lose his precious life. But will Putin let this mutiny fly? Probably he will, as long as Prigozhin stays on the carpet in Belarus. In time, Prigozhin may even be forgiven if he becomes a player in the game of taking Kiev together with Lukashenko's troops. But he will never again be fully trusted by Putin, if he ever was. Prigozhin did intend to take the whole of the Wagner Group operating in Ukraine with him into Belarus. That is suspicious. Maybe it was all Prigozhin's delusion. But it is clear that Putin has more to lose than to win by decapitating Prigozhin. This debacle is going to be swept under, under the rug as soon as possible by the Kremlin. Nothing to see here. Return to your slumber, folks. And the sources for this was all Swedish radio, Esther Ekot. Thank you and see you later, alligator. Atawai, crocodile. Thank mm-hmm. you.